Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good evening and welcome to the Full Press Patriots podcast. This is episode 9. I'm your host, Chris Simino. Uh, Tonight, we're going to do a run-through of the, I wouldn't say just released 2022 schedule. It came out last week, um, but we're going to make a bunch of assumptions. I'm going to get most of it wrong, and, but we're going to have some fun doing it. So, um, to be honest with you guys, tonight is my triumphant return after being out um, for about 10 days. Um, and this is embarrassing to admit, but this is the truth. I bit the hell out of my tongue last week. Um, it was about about two weeks ago, actually. It was uh, not this past Monday, but the Monday before, prior. And I was talking like I had marbles in my mouth for a couple days, so it wasn't really making sense for me to jump back onto a podcast, considering that I don't record these as video, and this is all you hear is my voice, and I didn't really want to sound like I was eating um, a bag of potato chips or, you know, anything while I was trying to record. So I decided to wait to release this, so that way I would not go ahead and torture your ears. So here I am, I'm back. Uh, My tongue feels normal again. Um, which is a weird thing to say, but that's the truth. That loud loud buzzing sound you just heard in the background, it's always nice to hear. That's my laundry finishing up, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, here we go. Uh, I just want to make a quick couple points here, because I haven't been around for a little bit, and um, just hearing some things from the local media and some fans, and can you all just shut up? <laughs> like, all the negative ones, I'm sorry, I mean, let me, re- let me rephrase that. All you negative media and fans and just... It's really starting to soak in around here, this whole negative approach to the Patriots and how Belichick this and the coaching staff sucks and, you know, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, how could they possibly coach an NFL offense and how is Bill Belichick going to do this and, oh my God, what are they doing and they're hiring his son as coach and enough, just shut up. I've heard enough of this garbage 
you know, it's it's unfortunate because there's there's writers out there that I really respect, and I'm I, Curran and and Greg Bedard, all you guys, you know, you're good writers. And can you guys just focus on football and maybe talk about, you know, Josh Uche and what he's going to do this year when he gets more of an opportunity? I, I know that most of these guys, that's what they're, that's what they want to focus on. But for some reason, everybody's getting caught up in this whole coaching staff thing. Listen, you don't know what Joe Judge has done in the three years that he hasn't been in Foxborough. And I understand that the Giants weren't that good and they struggled and maybe he didn't do the greatest job with Daniel Jones. But at the same time, the guy definitely is an NFL coach. He clearly ran the offense when he was with the Giants, so he got an idea of what he was supposed to do. And obviously, he's not going to be doing this by himself. They kept the quarterback's coach around. I can't, his name escapes me at the moment. I'm so annoyed about this stuff that I sometimes can't remember names. <clears throat> Excuse me. But at the same time, like, what are we doing here? They, Matt Patricia doesn't know how to coach football? Really? Well, because they, cause the Eagles scored a bunch of points in the Super Bowl? Maybe the players didn't do what they were supposed to do on top of, the, of that. You know, the, there's always so many variables to this. And to sit there and pretend that Matt Patricia can't coach football and, the, and Joe Judge can't coach football and that Belichick has forgotten everything that he's ever... What the hell are we talking about? What are we talking about? Let's just look at facts. This team... Two years ago, 2020, Brady left. They didn't expect it. It shocked them. They went and got Cam Newton. Didn't work. They still went 7-9. and nine. They were still competitive. In fact, three games, I think it might have been four games, they should have won at the end. They win those games. They're a playoff team still with Cam Newton as their quarterback who was not even close to a viable NFL starting quarterback these days, and he wasn't that year either. He was barely good enough, and after he got COVID, he was pretty much done. So, the fact that people... And then next... Sorry, I kind of get off track there. The next season, they go ahead. They get a little lucky. They got lucky. They got Mac Jones in the draft. Kid comes in, leads him to a 10-7 and record, gets him to the playoffs. Yeah, they got curb stomped by Buffalo. Happens. They were a rebuilding team. So, all you people out there who are saying, Oh, what's, what are they doing? What's taking so long? They're rebuilding the roster. They're rebuilding the roster. And they don't have... Michael Jordan of the NFL and Tom Brady on their team anymore. Now they got a kid that can play. Now, I don't think Mac Jones is Tom Brady, but I think the kid can play. Anybody who throws 22 touchdowns and 4,000 yards and I think he threw 12 picks as a rookie and puts up the numbers that a lot of mid-level starters put up, I think there's something to grow on there. We know there's something to grow on there. So Mac Jones is a pretty good player. So they're going to make a jump this year. They're going to make a leap. And then everyone, oh, what are they doing with the draft? Blah, blah, blah. You don't know. You don't know. So enough of this garbage and this negativity about the coaching staff and all this other stuff because all it's doing is dragging the fans down. And the next thing you know, you're going to have a bad, just a bad feeling around the team. And that's all because what the media is doing. And that's unfortunate because it shouldn't be that way. You've had an unbelievable franchise here for the last two decades. They had one year where they were under 500. One year. One. One. I'm going to say it again. One. They were 7-9 and nine once. Last year, they jumped back up to 10 wins. If you think that Bill Belichick doesn't know what he's doing because he didn't hire an official offensive coordinator and that Joe Judge and Patricia are going to be more involved in the offense, then you just don't know what you're talking about. Don't pretend that you know how an NFL coaching staff works if you work in the media because you don't. 
don't even pretend you know how any football staff works. If a guy coaches special teams or if he coaches a position, to say that he can't jump over to be an offensive coordinator is insane. Of course he can do that. These guys learn the game. They don't just learn one position. Yeah, you end up specializing in positions and this certain positions that you kind of, you know, gravitate towards and things of that nature as a coach. But obviously Joe Judge has gravitated towards the offensive side of this. And he's been gone for a couple years. You can't tell me he hasn't improved regardless of what happened with the Giants. And Patricia, off with the, you know, maybe the worst franchise in the history of the league, and I think that's putting it nicely, he didn't do great. But now he's under Belichick again. He's got that that sounding board to go off of that person to tell him no. Everyone needs to stop with this thing. All right? So that's it. Enough with this whole negativity around the Patriots coaching staff and around the roster. Let this thing play out. Those are my words for the offseason. Let it play out. If they go 7-10 and 10 next season and they're not in the playoffs, you can come yell at me and tell me you were an idiot, you were wrong, what the hell were you thinking? How could this team not do this? How could this team not do that? And I've even said that I, I wanted them to go out and sign certain guys. In fact, one of them signed today. He signed Clowney, Jadavian Clowney went and signed back with Cleveland today. And, and that disappoints me. I thought the Patriots should take a look at him. Does that make me think that their offseason turned to crap? No. No, because we really don't know what their offseason was. We're going to know after the first game. And I think they did some solid things. But everybody needs to slow their roll a little bit. All right, let's get into the schedule talk because I'm starting to get a little annoyed myself over here. First game of the year, of course, the Patriots head down to Miami. So let's just put it out there. It's a nightmare for the Patriots to travel to Miami. Now, I'm not even going to put this out there too. Their quarterback at the time when they were struggling the most in Miami was Tom Brady. Tom Brady does not play well down there. And as much as I miss him, and as much as I love him, I'm okay with the fact that they're going to play Miami with Mac Jones as their quarterback and not Brady, at least in this week, because I feel like Mac Jones might be a little bit more comfortable playing in the state of Florida than Tom. And I know that's a crazy thing to say, considering that Tom plays for Tampa Bay now, but Mac Jones is from there. He's not from South Florida. He's from Jacksonville. He's from the North Florida area. But still, Mac Jones is from that area. He's from Florida. He has to go home, back down to his home state. It's not quite the same as it was with Brady playing down there. So I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend that the history is going to extend itself out to now with with Mac Jones there. But look at what happened last season, too. So I don't know. I, I do think the Patriots could win this game. But going off of history and going off of some of the solid moves that Miami's made this offseason, I'm going to chalk this one up as a loss. I'm going to say that the Patriots are going to go to Miami in the week one. It's going to be about 90 degrees, and I think they're going to probably lose the game. I hope I'm wrong. I do. I hope I'm wrong. But again, like we said, we're just going to make wild assumptions in this episode uh, about the schedule, and my first assumption is that the Patriots go into Miami and lose in week one to the New Look Dolphins. Um, not thinking that this is going to be a season long, oh my God, what is going on here? I just think that the Dolphins play well against the Patriots in general, and I think at home to open the season, Tyreek Hill joining the Patriots, the Patriots defense trying to get settled, figuring out what they're going to be, how they're going to go about things. And we know the first four games of the season for the Patriots a lot of the time is getting settled and figure out how they're going to handle the, 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 the full schedule. I just don't see that game being something where the Patriots walk in and win. Now, if Miami has trouble controlling the run because the Patriots will run on teams, well then 
that could be a different story altogether. But again, based off of history, based off of the roster moves, and based off of what I just, my own gut feeling, I think the Patriots are probably going to open the season with a loss to Miami. The following week, New England heads to Pittsburgh. Now, you're not going to sit here and act like Pittsburgh is some rebuilding scrub team that's not that good and, you know, the Patriots are just going to wipe them out and go into Pittsburgh, go into Heinz Field and take care of business. But I do think the Patriots win this game, and here's why. Pittsburgh, quarterback-wise, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Could they end up having, you know, um, a different quarterback than what they have right now? Mason Rudolph, is he going to be the starter? You know, it's it's going to be, is it going to be Mitch Trubisky? You know, is it going to be Baker Mayfield? Are they going to try to swing a trade for Mayfield? We don't really know. Is it going to be the rookie? Are we going to see the kid from Pitt out there? I just I don't know what's going to happen with Pittsburgh as far as their quarterback, and I really don't think they do either. So I'll be honest with you. I've always thought that Trubisky could play a little bit. When he was with Chicago, um, he led them kind of the playoffs that one year when he was actually decent. I believe it was, it was his second year in the league. And when he came in and got a little bit of mop-up duty for Buffalo last year, he looked pretty good too. So Trubisky is one of those guys that if he gets coaching, I, I do think that maybe Pittsburgh could get him to play a little bit better. Um, and I, I think a comparison that you can look at is maybe like a Ryan Tannehill. But the thing with Tannehill is Tannehill didn't really show it when he was with Miami. He just sucked. But then he went to Tennessee and, oh, well, actually I'll take that back. Ryan Tannehill did show it only against New England. And that you can look it up because every time he played the Patriots, he killed them when he played for the Dolphins. But with Tennessee is when he really blew up. And I, I do think that's something you could possibly see with Trubisky, too. Uh, Rudolph, I just I don't see it. I think he's a career backup. Um, and Kenny Pickett, I mean, again, kid from Pitt, who knows? He could, everyone's talking about, oh my God, his hands are small. Come on. Seriously? Seriously? Can he throw the ball? All right. Because I know a lot of the quarterbacks who fumbled the ball a lot still ended up being Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So I think he'll be okay. I also think the Patriots will be okay, though, too, in Week 2. I do like Pittsburgh's defense. I'm not going to sit here and try to deny that. I think they have an excellent defense. We know they have an excellent defense. But I think the Patriots' offense is going to be significantly better than it was just for the consistency factor. I know a lot of people will think I'm insane for saying that, but, I mean, you added Devontae Parker, and you're going to stick him right in that X spot. And the X in the Patriots' offense is important because you need to have that consistency opposite your tight end. Now, tight end position-wise, Hunter Henry, they're solid. They got a solid backup because I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Jonah Smith, in my mind at this point, is a backup, and he's an H-back. They're going to use him in the fullback spot, leak him into the flat, leak him onto the boundary, things of that nature. But the Patriots will be able to take advantage of what Pittsburgh does defensively because that's what the Patriots have always done. So I see the Patriots going in and beating Pittsburgh on Sunday at 1 o'clock on September 18th. So Derek, the Steelers fan, I know you hate to hear this, but... Patriots are going to go beat your Steelers on uh, week two. But Pittsburgh, they're a team to keep an eye on because I'm very interested to see how that quarterback position evolves. So Patriots now 1-1 one one after week two, according to me. According to me. All right, week three, Baltimore comes to New England. Always a tough game. But Belichick doesn't really seem as afraid, afraid of Lamar Smith as a lot of these other coaches are. and I just I don't think he has a lot of respect for him as a quarterback. I know he has a lot of respect for him as a football player and as a runner, but as a thrower, and I and listen, I'm not. This isn't me. This is just based off of what I've watched. I think Lamar Jackson can actually throw the ball pretty well. Last year he was pretty good, but Belichick doesn't see it, and I think there's something that he does defensively. And I, I would have to take a look at the film to see what it is 
but clearly he knows how to blitz him and how to get him off his mark enough to cause problems because the Patriots have had a decent amount of success against uh, Lamar Jackson at the time that they have faced him. Uh, again, this game is in Foxborough. It's a Sunday game. It's the Patriots' home opener, um, which is always a good thing. That place is going to be loud. Uh, Baltimore is, again, another team that, like the Patriots, they're, they're always competitive. They always have a pretty good roster. Um, Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And they're always competitive. They're always battling for a playoff spot. So we know they're not going to come in here and just lay down. Uh, but we also know that they're not the Baltimore Ravens of old. So I think the Patriots will take care of business on that Sunday at home against Baltimore to open the season. Uh, so we're looking at a 2-1 and one New England Patriots team heading into week four. And they are heading into a buzzsaw. Although that buzzsaw had a little bit of its power taken away with the loss of uh, their number one receiver, uh, they'll be heading into Green Bay. So week four, the Patriots go to Green Bay to fa- face Aaron Rodgers in the new-look Packers offense and a very solid defense. Uh, could the Patriots win that game? They could. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely... Everyone's got this thing about, oh, the Packers are so good. Yeah, are they? I mean, the division sucks. I mean, sorry to you guys that heard me on the Full Press Network that are going to hear this and possibly hear this, but Minnesota? I mean, come on. What are they? What Really, what are they? Are they good? No. Are they bad? No. But they're average. They may be Green Bay once. They may give them a good run once, but they're, they're just an average team. And if I'm wrong, I'll eat my words, but they're not. They're average. Detroit? Yeah, okay. Detroit. Will they get more competitive this year? Oh, yeah, good for them. Good for the little baby Lions. They suck. They suck. They're a shit franchise, and they're not good. So there's two more wins for your beloved Packers for all you Green Bay fans out there. And then, last but not least, there's the Chicago Bears and the mess that they have going on over there. I don't know if anybody saw the the press conferences with those guys, with the new GM. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's Ryan something. And then the new coach. I don't even know his name. I don't even know his name. And to be honest with you, I'm not even going to look it up. Because after I heard that press conference, I just laughed. That franchise is a mess. What the hell? Why are they so concerned about how a guy talks in a franchise, uh, in in a franchise, sorry, in a press conference when they're hiring him? Like, talking it up like he's going to be like, I don't know, it was, it was weird. And the Dan Campbell thing was no different, his his whole spiel. But at least Campbell was a player, and he kind of has an idea of what he's looking for. And I actually think Campbell has brought some competitiveness, competitiveness to the Lions. I just think that team is snake-bitten, and they're never going to be good. Chicago? Ownership's a mess. They're too infatuated with their 
perception based on instead of the reality of what's going on over there, and they suck. So there's two more wins every year for your beloved Green Bay Packers, you Packer fans that are maybe possibly more annoying than any other fan base there is. And I know you guys are probably like, what about the New England fan base? And yeah, I know some of you New England fans need to probably take a step back sometimes and take a deep breath. But Green Bay fans, when it comes to the Rodgers defense, oh my dear God, they go crazy. Well, you've been talking about the Patriots having an easy division for years, all you Green Bay apologists. Come on now. You just heard the three teams in the division you've been battling against since, since Aaron Rodgers has been in the league. Chicago, Detroit, and Minnesota. Come on. At least the Patriots got to deal with, you know, Buffalo, whose the last three years have been excellent, one of the best teams in the league. The Jets, who at least attempt to put together a roster when they had um, when they had Rex Ryan, they were pretty good. And Miami, who always gives the Patriots problems, and they never not try to fix their roster. So they're always trying to go for it. Look what they did this season. So you can say what you want about the AFC West and the AFC East and say the Patriots this and that, and that's what you hear from the Packers fans all the time. But the Packers don't play anybody. So when the Patriots go in on week four and they're facing Green Bay, when Green Bay has, I'm not really sure who they're facing the first three weeks, so I'd just be making it up. I'm saying they're not going to be ready for the game. But if they're facing any of their division opponents, I'm going to feel a hell of a lot more comfortable going into that game than I would if they're not. Because talk about not being ready to play a real team. That's going to be a close game. That's going to be a close game. New England's going to go into Green Bay, and they're going to win the game. Okay, I thought you guys, when you heard this, when I first started, you probably thought I was going to say they're going to lose. They're not. The Patriots win. They go to 3-1, and one, surprise everybody, and they beat Green Bay on the road. A Green Bay offense that's still trying to figure themselves out. Let's keep that in mind, too. Week 5, the, well, the, one of the franchises I just said sucks, comes to New England, Detroit. Now, you're going to think I'm insane. I'm going to say this right now. Detroit's going to give the Patriots a game. You watch. They're going to give the Patriots a game. Here's why. Patriots are going to go into Green Bay. They're going to upset them. It's going to be a huge win. Okay? They're going to come back home, and they're going to be waiting for, have a team waiting for them on Sunday, Detroit Lions, who stink, who are just not a good team. But they fight because they got a coach that has got them to battle. Patriots are going to have a hard time in that game. So I do think the Patriots will win. I do think they'll improve to 4-1 and one after they beat Detroit on that Sunday. But I'm going to tell you right now, be prepared for that to be a trap game, and if they lose, don't be surprised. I'm going to say right now that they get to four and one in that game because that's based off of what my schedule and what I've predicted, what I have for prediction for their record. But four and one, they're going to beat Detroit. But again, beware, 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 because that game is going to be closer than everyone thinks. Because the Patriots are going to come off a huge win over Green Bay, and they're going to be sitting there, maybe with a little bit of a sleeper game against Detroit. So look out for the Detroit Lions in Week Five because even though they stink, they're going to give the Patriots a hard time. Week 6, Patriots go to Cleveland, and the Patriots pick up their second loss of the year. Let me explain. So, Week 6 is going to be right around that time that Cleveland's offense is going to start to figure things out. So, with Deshaun Watson and some of the other things that they've done there, Mari Cooper, and just, you know, overall, they've clearly made that team pretty damn good. And with Nick Chubb there already and the pieces that they already had in place, um, Austin Hooper, and they're going to be tough. Cleveland's going to be really, really good. And if this game was to be played in Foxborough, I think the Patriots would probably win it in a close game. But it's not being played in Foxborough. It's being played in Cleveland. Again, I think the Patriots are going to go in there with a very strong record, with a 4-1 and record. 
and they're going to get beat. That's just my opinion. Again, just making wild predictions, and I'm going to predict that Deshaun Watson, who has traditionally given the Patriots problems, uh, will connect with Mari Cooper multiple times, give the Patriots offense some problems. I think Nick Chubb will probably give them some problems too, considering the Patriots' defensive line isn't quite fixed up as not much as I would have liked it to be. And I think the Patriots are going to lose at Cleveland. So after week six, I believe New England will be four and two. Week seven, Monday night. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but this one's a, this is ridiculous. Chicago gets a Monday night primetime game. Don't ask me how the hell that happened. They come into Foxborough. Now, again, remember what I just said. I think the Patriots are going to be coming off a loss against Cleveland, which is a conference loss, which is going to affect them playoff-wise, so they're going to be pissed. Chicago's going to come in now. I think Justin Fields is a player. I'm, I, I never, I kept his name out of that when I first started ripping into Chicago on purpose. I think that Justin Fields can play. I think that he's going to have to throw the bag, the ball around to a bunch of guys, basically about as good as having, you know, bunch of trash bags getting pushed around by the wind out there but at the same time that kid can play he can move and he'll he he could give a little bit element of a change in what i think is going to happen in this game what i think is going to happen i think he's going to have some big moments but i think the patriots going to smack him around and new england's going to win this game big patriots over chicago on monday night probably by three touchdowns or more again wild predictions it's months away but Looking at the rosters, looking at what the Patriots do on Monday night, and looking at, I think they're going to be coming off a loss. I think the Patriots are going to manhandle Chicago at home on Monday night. The following week, Patriots head to the Jets, uh, to head to New Jersey to take on the New York Jets. New Jersey is actually, someone's suing the Jets and the Giants right now to get them to change the name to New Jersey. That would be hilarious. Oh, my God, I would laugh so hard. Um, really, I would, because... Well, it would just be hilarious because technically they are in New Jersey, but I, I get where the franchises are coming from. Um, Patriots are going to win this game, so it's not going to be easy. Any division game, let me just preface this by saying this, and, I, and you guys may disagree with me all you want, but sorry, I'm right about this. Division games are close. They at least stay close for a little while. Even those games that look like 31-3, 31-10, take a look at the score with like four minutes to go in the third quarter or even eight minutes to go in the third quarter. They typically stay close. Division games don't typically turn into blowouts. The Jets, they've done some decent things this offseason. I think that they had a good draft, and I think that Wilson's a good player. So, um, yes, I know he looked like uh, he looked like crap at times last year, but the kid's got a cannon. He, he's, he can play a little bit. So, and I think that um, the GM there, I, think, I believe it's Joe Daniels, I think he's done a great job with that team. Um, he worries me because he's actually a really good GM. He was the uh, Ozzie Newsom's right-hand man with Baltimore, so clearly he knows how to draft. Um, we've seen Baltimore kind of drop off since he left and went to the Jets, and we've seen the Jets' drafts improve so much. Clearly there's a correlation there. So um, although I do think the Patriots win this game, I think it's extremely close, um, and I think the Patriots come out on top to improve to 5-2, and two, I think. No, actually they'd be 6-2 and two at that point because they haven't had a bye week. So after week 8, I'm seeing a 6-2 and two Patriots team. Um, at that point, I mean, let's be honest, the schedule besides Green Bay and Cleveland and, you know, Baltimore, but really Baltimore, they're not, they're not in that same tier. You, know, you get Miami, Pittsburgh, those first, those first six of those first eight teams are not exactly world beaters. So the Patriots continue with their development of what they were last year. To get to 6-2 and two after the first eight games, it's not a crazy prediction. Uh, so on to Week 9, it's going to be a tough game. Week 9 is going to be a tough, tough game. But the thing about Week 9 is that it's going to be a huge game. 
because the Patriots, and this is based off my predictions, will have already lost an AFC game against an AFC contender with Cleveland. So with Indianapolis coming to New England, it's a must-win. It's an absolute must-win. It's going to be Week 9, so Matt Ryan's going to be very comfortable in the offense, assuming that everything's going, going as planned in Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor is a tough guy to defend. Again, though, I just... That's one game last year that the Patriots they just kept shooting themselves in the foot, and they should have won the game, but they just they could not make the play that they had to make to get the win. I just think that's going to be a different case this season. It seems like one of those things where if you face a team the year before and you know you're making the same mistakes over and over and there's not a huge changeover in the roster. Yes, I know Matt Ryan's replacing Carson Wentz, but if you look at Carson Wentz' regular season last year, he wasn't that bad at all. He actually threw, I think it was 3,700 yards with 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. So, I mean, I had him on my fantasy team. I know none of you care, but I did, so I had to keep an eye on his statistics. And he was pretty good. So um, if Matt Ryan is what he was last year when he was with the Falcons, that is absolutely no different than what Carson Wentz is right now. The only difference with Ryan is I think you have a little bit more confidence that he's not going to throw the stupidest interception of all time at the worst possible time. That being said... Wentz last year against the Patriots, although he should have thrown some stupid interceptions, was able to get away with it, and the Colts still won. If the Patriots can just take care of business and keep Taylor contained to a degree, and with the speed they're going to have at linebacker this year compared to the last few seasons and the fact that they're going to be in Week 9, I think that's important for the defense. If this was Week 2 or Week 3, I'd be kind of concerned. But the fact that it's week nine and the linebackers are going to have their, they're going to have their feet wet, and if the linebackers struggled, even at that point, they may have guys in here that they've traded for. They may have Dante Hightower back, who's kind of gotten himself. Who knows? So, but week nine, I feel comfortable that the Patriots linebackers will be solidified enough, and their defensive front will be solidified enough to sh- to slow Taylor down enough for them to take care of business. And once again, it's important. I think they're going to be a six and two team at this point, but it's clear it's important to drive home the fact that your conference record has a huge, huge factor on where you're going to be as far as a seed, and Belichick will drive home that point. So this game is a huge, huge game. I think the Patriots do win this game. I think they improve the 6-2 and two after Week 9 against the, Jet, against the Colts, and they win that game to improve to 8-2. and two. Come to the next week, the Jets come to New England. So, again, it's a division game. The Jets are going to be pissed off because the Patriots would have beaten them a couple weeks prior. But at the same time, you know, can the Jets come into New England and win? Yeah, of course they can. But I don't think they're going to. I just I don't see the Jets coming in here and beating them just based off of the fact they don't have a lot of experience doing it. And they haven't done it since the days of Rex Ryan. But Again, they're, they're, they're getting a little bit tougher. So I see that being an extremely, extremely close game. Um, but at the same time, I think the Patriots will take care of business. Um, week 11, Patriots at the Jets. New England will win that game. Um, let me take a look here and do some math real quick just to make sure I have this right here. So that is – this is why it's fun to do podcasts because you guys can hear me do the math right on the phone. 0-1, 1-1, 2-1, 3-1, 4-1, 4-2, 5-2. Six and two, seven and two. After the Patriots beat the Jets in Week Eleven, I believe they will improve to eight and two, and they will be tied with Buffalo for the best team in the conference. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm going to say. Week Twelve, Patriots head to Minnesota. So, remember what I said about Minnesota and how I think they suck. Okay, so that doesn't change. I think the Patriots can beat Minnesota. I think the Patriots will beat Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, 
kid's a pretty good player. Uh, he, to me, he's a kid because I'm old. Uh, Cousins can play, and they do have some guys that can give them problems. With Adam Thielen and, and, and Justin Jefferson, and, and those guys are going to give the Patriots problems. And you know what? Patriots could lose that game. I just don't think they're going to. I think they're going to take care of business, and they're going to go into Minnesota, and they're going to beat an inferior team. So this is going to be another one of those situations where you look at the Patriots' schedule and go, well, they're taking care of business against the bad teams and against the teams that maybe are either at their level or below them. Minnesota is one of those teams. I think the Patriots go in, take care of business, improve to 10-2, and 9-2 and two at that point, and this is when the rubber starts to meet the road. Week 13, Buffalo at New England. Okay, so I'm just going to put it right out there. not going to wait. Patriots, not gonna, they're not going to win this game. So Buffalo is going to come into New England. New England's going to be on a hot streak. Buffalo is going to be most likely on a hot streak themselves. And most likely what's going to happen is the Patriots are going to lose in probably a close game. So unless something changes drastically defensively against Buffalo. I'm just not going to sit here and and try to blow smoke up your asses and try to say, well, this is they're going to stop them this week and this is why. Well, what the hell would they stop them for? Unless there's a windstorm or there's snow or there's something going on, and that could could happen. It's on December 1st. So, I mean, let's be honest, it's a Thursday night game too. So that's another thing to keep in mind. They have two straight Thursday night games. Um, They go a Thursday night against Minnesota at Minnesota. But, again, that's coming off of a home game against the Jets. That's why I like them. And then they have another week where they play. So they have a full week off, and then they play against Buffalo again on a Thursday night. But I just like Buffalo in that game regardless. The one thing the Patriots do have going for them is that the the Buffalo Bills do not play. They play on Sunday leading up to a Thursday game, and the Patriots have a full week off. So that is one advantage New England has. But again, I just don't think this is going to be their week. I think Buffalo comes into Buffalo, into New England, gets the win. Patriots drop to 9-3, and three, and they'll most likely drop a game or two behind Buffalo in the standings when this happens because I think Buffalo is going to be a wagon this year. Week 14, Patriots go back on the road. This time they're on a Monday night. They head out to Arizona to play the Cardinals. So this is a tough one to predict too because Kyle Murray, I mean, is he going to be there? I would assume he's going to be. You know? They traded for Hollywood Brown. Nice move. But are the Cardinals really that great? Are they? I don't think so. I, I think that they're a pretty good team. I think they're, you know, probably a 10-win team, 9-win team like they were last year. But they're, they're a wild-card battle. They're, they're kind of on the Patriots, similar level to the Patriots, but I think they may take a little bit of a step back. Um, Chandler Jones is gone, so their defense took a little bit of a hit there. Uh, but I do think the Patriots do win this game. Uh, week 14, I think the Patriots go in and get the win. I think at this point they improve to 10-3. and three. Um, And hopefully, for their sakes, Buffalo wins to keep to keep pace with New England. But I do think the Patriots go into Arizona after losing to Buffalo. Um, I think they have some extra days off. They go to Arizona and they pick up their tenth win of the season in Week 14. Um, Following week, Week 15, the ten of three Patriots are going to visit the Las Vegas Raiders, and this is not going to be easy. This is a Sunday night game at 8:20. The Raiders have improved their roster greatly. They've Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Gone in and infiltrated the Patriots coaching staff and front office, so their entire front office and coaching staff pretty much looks like it's all Patriots. That's, that's the truth. It's it's pretty much all Patriots. And you know, that can be frustrating to a degree. And I think that the coaching staff in New England, as much as people think that Las Vegas is going to have an advantage because, well, oh, they know what Belichick wants to do. Well, do you think that Bill Belichick doesn't know what that Josh McDaniels wants to do? Of course he does. And, and here's the other thing, too. I think the Patriots are pissed. I think that Bill Belichick is pissed at what McDaniels has done. Now, yeah, he hasn't stopped him. He's allowed him to take guys, and everyone's like, well, if he just didn't let him go, why? obviously he's not mad. He's not going to stop the guy if he wants to leave. The fact that Bel- that McDaniels is even giving that option to the guys and coming and trying to pilfer guys from the team, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I do think that that's probably something that's not, not so cool with Belichick. Let's just leave it at that. Um, the question is, is that going to translate down to, the, to on the field play? Maybe. Probably for the first quarter or so. But then once everybody settles in, then you're just playing football. And Las Vegas, they're good. I, I, I can't say it any other way. They were pretty good last season. And I know that they've, you know, made some, some they've made some moves too, and they, they had a good draft. I feel they had a good draft. I think that's going to be a very, very difficult game for the Patriots. I'm going to say right now that they go in and they get that win. I think the Patriots are going to win that game. I think they're going to improve to eleven to ten and four that week. Um, ten, no, what did I say? Here? Hold on, I got to go back through again because I have the brain, the pea brain. Nine and three after Buffalo. Ten and three after Arizona. Eleven and three after the Raiders. So, and all the people are going to hear this and go eleven and three. This guy's out of his mind. Yeah, well, let's see how the season plays out. Actually, go through the schedule and look what they're playing. Patriots over the Raiders on Sunday night in Las Vegas. Huge AFC game that the Patriots absolutely need to win, and they will to improve to 11-3. Following week, Christmas Eve. we got a Christmas Eve battle. Cincinnati's going to come to the Patriots. They're going to come to New England, and they're going to beat New England. Yep, that's right. Patriots are going to lose. So week 16 is not going to be a great week for New England because, well, Cincinnati's offense is something to behold. And I just think that with Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and, and everything that they got going on over there with Cincinnati, I just think that it takes seeing them more than once to beat them. And now, yeah, they, well, they lost the Super Bowl last year, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I know that. I, I understand that. But at the same time, the Patriots right now defensively, they – now, week 16, I think they'll be pretty set, they'll be pretty settled in. But I still think that the Bengals are a type of offense where you need to see them more than once to be able to slow them down. And I just don't think the Patriots are going to slow them down. I think it's going to be one of those games where they can have a lot of trouble with Jamar Chase because they may not have the guy that can match up man-to-man. Who knows? Maybe one of the rookies steps up, and I think that actually might happen. I think one of these rookie corners is going to be pretty damn good. But I could be wrong. Who knows? But I do think Cincinnati comes to New England, picks up a huge win for them, and the Patriots drop to 11-4 and after Week 16. And that's going to be a significant loss that's going to probably cost them um, any chance of getting the number one seed in the AFC. So uh, Week 16, the Patriots drop. They lose to the Bengals, um, according to my wild predictions in tonight's podcast. So uh, at this point, after Week 16, the Patriots are 11-4. and Moving on to Week 17, where the Miami Dolphins are going to come to New England. And this time, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. So it's going to be... New Year's Day, 1 o'clock on a Sunday. 
a pissed-off Patriots team is going to be coming off and a, a loss to the Bengals in a game that they feel they probably should have won because they needed it, but they, they're going to do something stupid to blow it. You mock my words. That's what's going to happen. That's how they're going to lose to the Bengals. It's going to be something stupid. And then Miami's going to come in here. But here's the difference, though. Miami's going to come in here with their nice new weapons with the Patriots going to struggle with with week one. By week 17, there's going, to be a, there's going to be a ton of film on them, so they're going to have seen all the film. They're also going to be coming off a week 16 game against a team like Jamar, with players like Jamar Chase. I'm telling you right now, when you go face good teams, and then the team you face the next week, the next week is not as talented or as inferior, or the next day whenever you face them, I'm telling you right now, it helps. The Patriots, will, they're going to take care of Miami the second time they play them. I think Miami's going to beat them down home, at home. I think the Patriots are going to beat Miami in Foxborough. So the Patriots improved 12-4 after Week 17, although I don't think that's going to have any bearing on if they win the division or not um, because that's going to all come down to Week 18. So the Patriots are 12-4 heading into Week 18 against the Buffalo Bills. So that's at Buffalo. Now, I have not gone through the entire Buffalo schedule, so I can't really give you guys an idea what my predicted record for them is going to be. But I'm just going to go out and say this. They were number one in offense and defense last season, and they've improved. So I think they're probably going to be, I'm saying the Patriots are 12-4 and four come Week 18. If, if Buffalo hasn't already clinched, and not, they're not 14-2 and two or 13-3, and three, or at least just one game up, I'll be very surprised. I'll be very surprised. Um, so this game here, it all depends on what the Buffalo Bills record is. Because I think Buffalo is the better team. And, and Buffalo fans out there that hear this, so I'm happy to get wind of this podcast. I'm going to be rejoicing. But I just think they have a better roster right now. Right now. Okay? Right now. Let me repeat that. Because there's a guy out there who I know is a huge Buffalo fan. And I know he's going to hear this. Brian, right now, Buffalo is better than the Patriots. But that's not going to stay like like that forever. I guarantee it. Um, so that game, I, I do. I really think that's going to come down to where Buffalo stands at that time. Um New England, like I said, I think they're going to be 12-4 and going into that game. I think the four losses they're going to have are going to be huge, heartbreaking, tough losses. They're going to probably prevent them from getting a top seed in the AFC. Um, but Week 18, I think the Patriots are going to go up to Buffalo. And if Buffalo... Okay, let me preface this by saying, if this game, if Buffalo needs to win this game to win the AFC East... I hate to say this, but I think Buffalo would, would probably win the game because it's at home, and I just think that their weapons are very difficult for the Patriots to, de- to defend. They just are. Um, defensively, they've gotten a little bit better. Um, the fact that they've added a guy um, that the Patriots have had so much trouble with, you know, I just, I really do think that Buffalo is going to give the Patriots a lot of problems this year. I think they're going to give everybody a lot of problems this year. I'm not going to sit here and predict that they're going to win the Super Bowl because it just makes my stomach hurt to think about the Buffalo Bills raising the, and hoisting the trophy. Um, but I do think the Patriots are not going to probably win the division, and it's going to be because of them. So I'm going to say the Patriots lose Week 18 in Buffalo, and Buffalo does sweep the season series, unfortunately. And Again, that pains me to say that, but I do believe that's going to happen. I think the Patriots finished the regular season with a 12-5 and record, which is a two-game improvement over uh, 2021. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the losses, with the two losses to, to Buffalo, um, one loss to Miami, the loss that I predict to Cincinnati, and the loss that I predict also to 
Uh, hold on a second. The Cleveland Browns, I think those losses are going to be big, and I think it's going to push the Patriots again out of having um, a chance to win the division and probably will put them into wildcard weekend. But still, a 12-5 and record, that's a solid record, and that will get them to the playoffs. And all you got to do is get there because at that point, you know, having if they've had, They've played Baltimore twice, and they face these teams that are likely, Cleveland's likely to be there, and they face them, I think they're going to lose to Cleveland, but you get a taste of them, you get an idea what you're up against, it's a lot easier to play a team for the second time and beat them, because this is, you have some idea what they're trying to do, even though they have an idea what you're trying to do to them too, you know, you, you switch up what you're trying to do, more than what another coach is going to try to do to you, that beat you, because they're not going to switch it too much, because why change it if it worked? adjust if they need to, which they will, but I I do think that facing a team for a second time, the team that lost always has a slight advantage if the talent level is equal, Um, and I think in that situation between the Patriots and the Browns, or the Patriots and even the Titans, or the Patriots and the Dolphins, or the Patriots and the Chiefs, because you can put the Chiefs down on that level now too, since they've had to make some moves that unfortunately I I do believe is taken away from the explosiveness of their team. I, I think that anything could happen. Uh, Baltimore, I'm not Baltimore, sorry. Uh, Buffalo is a clear favorite now in the AFC. I don't think it's really that close. Um, the whole AFC West thing when everyone's like losing their minds, like, oh, my God, look at the arms race. Well, you know what's going to happen with that? They're all going to eat each other. And by saying that, they, they're going to cannibalize each other. The division, the top team in that division is probably going to go 10-6, and six, so 10-7, and seven, maybe 11-6. and six. And then you're probably going to have a last place team in that division, probably, I don't know, 9 and 7, 7 and 9. But just look at the Patriots' schedule. How many teams do you see in that schedule that play in that division? I see one. I see one. It's the Raiders. So, I mean, do you really have that huge of a fear of the, the Las Vegas Raiders? I don't. I mean, I think that predicted the Patriots to win, to go in and win that game. So, stop freaking out about the arms race in the AFC East, the AFC West, because it really doesn't have a huge bearing on you. As much as people want to make it out to be, oh, it's such a huge deal, it's not. It's not. You're not playing them. You don't play all those teams. You play one team from that that div- that division. Take care of your own division. Take care of the NFC crap North. Upset Green Bay, which I believe is going to happen. So sweep that crappy division out of there. Win, say, only lose two to three games in your own division. And take care of business against some of these other AFC teams. And there you go. You're 12-5. and five. That is not a crazy thing to ask for. And that's what I feel. I, I firmly believe that's going to happen. If they're 11-6, and six, okay. I can see that too. Anything below that, and they've, even, they've evened out. And if they go 10-7... and seven, you know, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't be too happy with it. If they make the playoffs with a 10-7 and record, I think that would be something where Patriots fans could look at and say, well, at least they didn't drop off, you know. And if you see some some traction in areas that maybe they improved their defense and, and saw some things like, okay, well, you know, they lost because of this or they lost because of that. That's why their record stayed the same. And maybe they don't lose 47-17 to in the playoffs. But if they go... Nine and eight, or seven and ten, and they make a they take a big, a big step back. Well, then some of these negative guys, you know, in the media over the last year or so, then maybe they do have a leg to stand on. But there's no leg to stand on yet, so let's not make one up. Let's get to the season. Let's go through the schedule. Let's actually look at it and take a step back and think about some of the things I just talked about. Going on the road, 
Thursday night game. Well, you got a full week off, but Buffalo's only going to have four days off. Although I predict Buffalo still wins that game. That's one that could end up going either way. Because Buffalo's not going to have as much rest as the Patriots. How do you know what injury situation is going to be? What if Josh Allen has to miss the week? What if Josh Allen gets dinged up on the Sunday game and has to miss the Thursday game because they don't have enough days in between? What if he gets COVID? What if he gets COVID? You know what I mean? These are, there's so many variables that come into play with the schedule and there's so many variables that come into play with this type of stuff that my wild prediction, the, the, the draft, and go, wild prediction of this thing going 12-5, I could be way out, way out of bounds. But if you look at the team from last season and you look at the 10-7 and record, and I'm not going to go 10-8 and because that playoff game, it was what it was. They got, they got smacked. Go off of the regular season. They went 10-7. and He showed huge improvement. They improved by three wins. That's a big jump. They had what they think is a strong draft. They're going into the 2022 season with a second-year quarterback who was excellent as a rookie, who now is an X receiver to throw to with Devontae Parker. They added two more young running backs. They gave him the fastest receiver in the draft, who was probably going to be one of the fastest receivers in the league. They've given him the pieces that he needs to go out and continue to be good. Their offensive line looks solid, so they should be pretty solid offensively, and I do expect a pretty large improvement. I think Mac Jones is going to throw for 30 touchdowns this year, at least. At least. And I expect to see a jump from them. The question is the variables. Who's going to get hurt? When's it going to happen? Are they going to be able to get through these weird games of Thursday nights to Sundays? How is Buffalo going to do? Because that's the team that they're battling against. What's Miami's development going to look like? Miami added some players. Miami added some pieces. Can Tua get it done with those guys? That's going to affect how the Patriots season goes too. Because the Patriots are going to have to worry about those guys at the same time. Last but not least, what about those Jets? What about those Jets? All right, so the Jets have improved. Miami's improved. Buffalo is still the team to beat. But I still think the Patriots are a 12-5 and team. Maybe better, maybe worse. But if you go through the schedule with a fine-tooth comb and you actually take a look at it with a normal set of eyes, I think 12-5 and is doable. So that's all I got for tonight. I'll be back with you guys pretty shortly, uh, considering that my tongue is not blowing up and I can talk now and not sound like a complete idiot. Uh, I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. Uh, it was fun to go through the schedule and, and, to, and take a fine-tooth comb to it and get an idea of, of what we think could happen here. Um, it's also fun to take a look at the teams and just think about what they've done with their rosters and um, think about some of the guys that have moved along to different teams and things of that nature. So uh, that was a fun exercise tonight. I appreciate you guys coming on it with me. And again, I will be back at some point this week. Make sure you listen and tell a friend. Have a great night, everybody. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.